welcome to the Turning Point Podcast. I am your host, Marita Espada. And if you are already a fan of the podcast, thank you for your support and welcome back. If you're new to the podcast, I speak with top creators and entrepreneurs as we discuss business, creativity, and mental health and how those may interconnect with each other. This episode in particular will help folks determine if the path their career is setting is the right fit for them. Or if you are in a crossroads trying to determine what is the next move for you. This conversation might shed some light on what to do next. My guest today is Kyle Elliott, an award-winning career coach. He works at Fortune 500 companies such as Google, Amazon, and Microsoft, and the people who are looking to find roles in those companies. He also taught leadership classes in General Assembly and many more. Make sure to listen to the entire episode as Kyle shares some words of wisdom and free tools to get you started. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you took a minute of your day to vote for the Turning Point podcast. I've been nominated for the podcast awards for best female host and every vote counts. So take a minute, sign up, vote, share the link with a friend. Every vote counts and I really appreciate it. It would mean the world to me if you help me achieve this milestone. With that said, let's kick off the show. Hi, Kyle. How are you today? Thank you for being part of the podcast. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So I wanted to kind of kick off the, the conversation, learning about your path of becoming a career coach, because the first question that comes to mind is um, growing up, were you a person where your friends would come and ask you for advice? Or is this something that you kind of like discovered uh, through just getting older and, and, and forming into, into yourself? Uh, such a great question. I never expected to be a career coach. I don't think most people when they're younger or even in college say, well, I want to be a career coach, a career counselor, a resume writer. When I grow up, my path was a hundred percent by accident in college. I charged $5 on the platform Fiverr a marketplace to review resumes, to write LinkedIn profile summaries and then over time, the side hustle just grew and grew and grew. And during this time, I was studying pre-nursing. I then switched to health education. I got my master's in nonprofit management philanthropy. So all these different majors and ideas I had were focused on helping people. And I thought this right. would just be a side hustle, career coaching. And then almost four years ago, I made the leap of faith to run this side hustle full time because I was doing 20, 30 hours a week on my coaching business on top of my full time job. And I either had to make a decision. Do I keep the side hustle part time or do I take the leap of faith? and do it full time. And I decided to do it full time. But even that month before I went to do it full time, I remember going to my boss and renewing my contract to come back to work for another year in May. And then June, I went back to him and said, Oh, actually, I'm going to unrenew this. So it was never intentional. It was 100% by accident. And I think it's just fun to share that because most people think, Oh, my gosh, I'm successful it's planning for me. That was definitely not the case. Yeah. And I think is I think a lot of people start like you were saying, like you just found out that, you know, you're really good probably at putting together a LinkedIn profile at just improving resumes. Cause I think a lot of resumes, when you look at them, because I've done hiring in the past, a lot of people fail at kind of really highlighting at the top of the resume what they're really good at or like a skill set in the first couple of bullet points. 
And so once I'm scrolling through the resume, I'm like, eh, compared to th- this other resume, I feel like this person might be a, a better fit. So I'm pretty sure that's something that you probably highlighted when you were working ex- exclusively on just resumes and, and LinkedIn. My other question, because again, I know when I have a lot of questions, it's going to be a good interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so many, I don't know with, which one to kind of like go next. So bear with me. My next question is, do you provide basically like mentoring and kind of like coaching people when they don't know what their career path should be? Like they don't really know what to do? Or do you focus more on people that I already know that I want to be in the tech industry? But how does that look like for me? Yeah, so I work with both. I often talk with clients during that consultation and say I have two types of people. I have people who come to me and I compare it to driving a car. They're like, Kyle, I know I want to go to Disneyland or Disney World or Disney Paris. I have my eyes set on where I want to go. And I just need a better car to get there. So help me build the car, Kyle. So I'm going to help them with their resume, their LinkedIn done. And then I have other people who come to me and say, Kyle, I feel like every day I'm just going on a Sunday drive. I'm driving and driving and driving, but I'm wasting gas. I have no idea where I want to go. Can you please help me, Kyle? So I work with both people, people who know where they want to go and then people who feel like they're just driving in circles, wasting gas and say, oh my gosh, I know I have great experience. I know I have great skills, but I have no idea what I want to be when I grow up. And when I say that phrase, a lot of people laugh because most of my clients are senior managers, executives. They've had 20, 30, 40 years of experience and they know they're great. They have awesome experience and knowledge, but they're not sure what's next for them. They just know they don't want to be doing what they're doing right now. And I work with them to figure out, okay, what's next for you? How can we rethink, reimagine, recreate your career story without just starting over and losing all this great experience that you've gained over the last few decades? Yeah. And that's interesting because I, I have a close friend who's a director in, in the tech industry. And we were having a conversation probably like a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, well, I kind of took a step down to manager. And then I realized that that wasn't what I wanted to do. So I took a step down again to individual contributor. And I was like, that really takes a lot of like self-awareness to be like, I enjoy being like, he enjoys management overall, but he realized that the higher that he went up on the ladder, the less time he had to do more technical work, which he was passionate about and he actually enjoyed. And so he's like, I really needed to sit with myself and just understand that, yes, while I enjoy moving up the ladder and doing that management side of things, I was missing on something that I was passionate. I like my core. I was like, that takes a lot of self-awareness that I don't think a lot of people do have when they're making those decisions in their career. And so that's why they need, that's where you come in. Because you're kind of like, if we're going to find an example basically used in the tech industry, engineers say this, uh, can, when I talk to a rubber duck, when I don't understand something in code. So they're basically using you as kind of that rubber duck, that career coach to kind of figure out where is it that I want to go? Is that is going up the ladder in management or I did go up that ladder and I realized that I enjoy it, but I'd rather do this instead. We will get back to our conversation in just a moment. But before we do, I wanted to give you all a few quick reminders. If you would like to view more free content relating to creativity, business and mental clarity, and how this can help you as a creative and entrepreneur, don't forget to visit maritaespada.com. I have an entire section with free resources that can help you along the way with planners and my monthly newsletter, The Mindful Minute. All the links will be in the description of the episode. With that said, back to the show. 
Yeah, and sometimes those pivots are really large where people are completely switching industries or functions and other times it's small. It's just switching the team that you're working on within an organization. I'll have a client, I was speaking to someone who was at Facebook and they're like, I really like Facebook. I love the work I'm doing. Just this team isn't right for me. And sometimes just switching teams can be enough of a pivot where they're like, oh, I'm at, let's use the analogy of Disney World. They're like, I'm at Disney World, but I'm just in the wrong kind of area of the park. I have to move to a different area <laughs> that I enjoy more. So figuring out where you are can be helpful. But like you said, a lot of people don't spend that time or that energy or that effort and don't have that self-awareness. And it's helpful to have someone else look at it and allow them to reflect and rethink about how they're looking at their career. Yes, and I think sometimes in my experience in, in the corporate industry, I've seen a lot of people that are in a team and they enjoy their job and then they, they just might be in an uncomfortable environment at the time and maybe just don't have a really good relationship with their manager and they're looking to leave a team to go to another team to do a completely different job. But then you lost the passion that you had because you mm -hmm. were in a horrible situation or, or just not a very well-suited environment for you particularly. And so those are all those conversations that I bet you probably have with a lot of people where it's like, I know that I want to do this, but how do I get myself out of this environment? Yeah, I think it's important to write out what really matters to you in your career. Something I do with my clients when we first start working together and they're considering a career change is to write out everything they want and don't want in their next job. I like doing it into four different categories. Here's what I need in my career. Here's what I want in my career. Here's what I don't want in my career. And here's what I can't have and write everything out. It can be dozens and dozens of items across the categories, but to get really clear on what you want and don't want in your career. And then when you're thinking about making a pivot to a different team, a different role, a different organization, it can be helpful to have this list. So then something exciting might pop up. Oh, here's this opening at Facebook. You can go back to your list and say, okay, how does this align with this original list I made before the shiny object syndrome of Facebook <laughs> came along? Yes. Got all exciting. Yeah. And that's really, that's really good, I guess. And just to kind of go on along that line in, in the conversation, if, if people are struggling to kind of like find what I, I call the competitive edge. So it's something that maybe makes you stand out from all the other resumes. Um, what do you recommend? Just like a tip that people could be like, well, how do I find what I'm really, really good at that? I can just make that stand out in my resume so that when thousands of resumes come in, especially in the tech industry, which is like booming now when people are doing like coding mm -hmm. boot camps and all this kind of things to to join the industry. Um, how can they set themselves apart? Two things come to mind. The first that comes to mind is looking to the people around you and getting their one of my favorite activities to assign my coaching clients and resume writing clients is to text a handful of people, this could be friends, colleagues, supervisors, family, what makes me fabulous? Ask three, four, five people what makes me fabulous and see what they say. And then see what themes emerge. Do all of them say you're dependable? Do they say you're super innovative? Do they say you're creative? What theme comes across? And then make sure that theme is present on your resume, your cover letter, your LinkedIn, when you're networking and you're interviewing. And then the second piece, once you've identified what sets you apart from everyone else and it's on your marketing documents, is to then focus on networking and get that in at the company. So if you know someone who works at the company, leverage that relationship, learn about their internal referral process, get an introduction to the hiring manager, ask what the interview looked like for them to get hired there. 
And then if you don't have an in at the company, create an in. LinkedIn is one of my favorite platforms out there because you're only a click away from over 700 million people. So what you can do is to reach out to people. If you want to be, let's say, an engineer at Facebook, you can reach out to engineers at Facebook and say, hey, I see you're an engineer at Facebook. I am near at Pinterest, for example. I would love to talk for 20 minutes and share best practices. And then right there, you just built your in at the company. So I think a lot of people assume if they don't have a network, they're just at a loss, but you can quickly build a network reaching out to people. And I'm always amazed by how helpful others are willing to be by simply reaching out and asking. Yeah, that's right. And even um, meetup.com has a lot of like different meetups mm -hmm. where and sometimes they're like free and and it's just a networking event for a particular industry. And you meet people that are working at the companies that you want to be working at. So you don't even need to like reach out to them via like a cold email or something like that. It's just like you're in the meetup. You're already talking to them. So you already have that face to face time. So taking advantage of those things are I, at least I found mm -hmm. basically a, a lot of people that I've worked in the past through meetups. Yes, I think it's so key to build that network. You don't have to already have a network. You can quickly cultivate a network. And I think it's just amazing how willing people are to help you. You just have to ask for it. Yeah. Another thing that at least for me, I found um, helpful and wanted to get your opinion on that I've my day-to-day -day job, like my nine to five, I work in the tech industry myself um, in like the engineering teams, but I've been doing a lot of like my side hustles where it's just like my podcast and doing a lot of writing and connecting with people. And I've discovered probably in the last three months, I want to say how much I enjoy writing, whether it is a blog post or whether it is like a book or something that I'm writing. So I'm now trying to incorporate what I'm enjoying from my side hustle and my nine to five, even if that means that I have to like move into another role that has mm -hmm. that part of writing. And so picking up those things like on your time off, like a side hustle or something, a different interest and seeing if you're good at it and seeing if you really enjoy it sometimes can help you just kind of like clicks and something clicks in your head and you're like, maybe I should like pivot my career into something that includes this because it's clearly something that I'm enjoying. And what I'm hearing is that you started that interest outside of work. I often have clients who come to me and say, Kyle, I'm really interested in public speaking, for example. And they assume they have to do that with their work. But what's amazing is that you don't have to do that at work. You could go speak at meetups. You could speak on LinkedIn doing video. You can go to Clubhouse. What's important with your career is to not only rely on your employer to advance your skills, but to look at how you could build your skills outside of your work as well. Yes. And a lot of these tech companies, and you probably know this, a lot of them, part of their package or their kind of like their incentives to try to get people in the door is they'll give you like a learning reimbursement. Mm -hmm. So they'll give you the opportunity to just hear some money, go educate yourself on something that you want. Yeah. And that can be anything that you want. And that's the good thing about like the tech industry, I have to say. And I think you specialize on that one. Correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong. Yes. Um, but they do have a lot of those, those different benefits. And, and with that comes my other question. Did you set out to specialize in the tech industry or is this something that just happened or did you see the boom? How did that like pivot into career coaching, but specifically for the tech industry happen? 
Yeah. So the tech industry was 100% by accident as well. <laughs> um, similar to just starting this business. What happened was I just moved to Santa Barbara late last year, but I originally started my business in San Francisco. And a lot of my business came through word of mouth, through Craigslist, through classmates, through friends who were in the Bay Area. And then what would happen is they would just refer me to more and more people. So like 80, 90% of my clientele was in the Bay Area because it was just so many referrals. And over time, I just developed this niche and I was known for helping people in Silicon Valley and in high tech. And over time, I said, hmm, this is the niche I'm known for. And this is what I love. And then what I realized over time was there's really nowhere more competitive than high tech in Silicon Valley. And my clients are so amazing. They just struggle to say, here's what sets me apart from everyone else. And then owning it and having the confidence to do that. So what happened by accident, but then I've just fallen into it and absolutely love it and would not choose any other niche if I could do it over again. And then building upon that, what I love is the fact that the work I'm doing is touching billions of people. I'll help a client go get a job at Facebook, for example. And then they're working on projects impacting billions of people. And it's so cool to know I had a little part in their journey yes. where they're then going on to do work impacting so many people all over the globe and connecting people from different countries and continents. And it's just so powerful to know that my work is touching all of these lives. That is awesome. Yeah, I can definitely hear like the passion when when you're talking about this. Like I know that it's something that you truly enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I think this, that, that just makes a lot of people jealous because I think that's just what people want. <laughs> mm -hmm. But with that, I know in in looking in your website, I know that you have a free five day job search course. And I'm assuming at this point in the in the interview for, for those who are listening, they're probably wondering um, how can they get in touch with you and what are their next steps? So I was hoping that you could share a little bit about that free course just to get people kind of get the ball rolling and then wanting to learn more about you and what you can offer them. Yeah. So I offer a free five-day job search challenge for people who are looking for a job. So it covers resumes, cover letter, LinkedIn, networking, interviewing, you name it, whatever it takes to get a job. And there's tons of free downloads in there, PDFs to really guide you through the job search. If you want to work one-on-one -on -one with me beyond that free course, you can go to caffeinatedkyle.com, learn more, or I spend tons of time on LinkedIn. So it's Kyle Elliott with two L's and two T's. And so before we wrap up, I do like to ask my guests two questions unrelated to what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, if you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be and why? I love this question. I would say it'd probably be a tie between Cardi B because she's so authentic and prides herself on that and inspires other people to do that and has made a career out of it. Or Kris Jenner. A lot of my clients say I'm kind of the momager of their career <laughs> and help them rethink their career. So I would say probably Cardi B or Kris Jenner, both of them together would be amazing. That's awesome. I love that. And the other question is, what show, documentary, movie, or book did you watch or read recently that you would recommend? What's, what's funny is that we were talking today about just asking people for what you need. And right now I'm reading Amanda Palmer's book, The Art of Asking. And the subtitle is How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Let People Help. And I love it. I'm only a few chapters in, but it talks about getting over your fear of asking for help and just to ask for what you need. 
and allow people in. And the foreword's by Brene Brown for anyone who loves Brene Brown. So I highly recommend this book. Beautiful. I love that. Making a note for myself because every so time good. I ask my my guests for for books, I just end up going to this rabbit hole of just searching for <laughs> them. And half of the time, I just have this list, and it just gets overwhelming because I just want to read all of them. But you know, as time is. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today, Kyle. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. As our career evolves, we sometimes change our minds of what we would like to do next. Should I proceed with that promotion? Will it get me to where I would like to be? Should I focus on what I'm passionate about, even if it means I might take that pay cut? How can I create a network of peers and mentors? All of these questions are great. And a technique that I personally found useful is to sit with myself every quarter and check in on progress, goals, and what the three months ahead will look like. It's easy to remember to do this as in corporate companies at times, they'll send emails about quarterly reviews or just general quarter updates. And that can be used as a reminder to check in with yourself. I hope Kyle's interview has been insightful and has perhaps helped you in your own path. But for now, peace out and see you next time.